Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where we help people to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Jeff Buhner. Jeff is the author of The Sultan's Seven Secrets, a game-changing book on building your dreams, managing your feelings, and seizing control of your life. See, 28 years ago, Jeff came across the writings of Sultan Musso of Mali. The Sultan could not take I'm sorry, he could not talk about how he learned these secrets, so he embedded the principles in his success in a fairy tale so compelling that centuries later, nearly everyone in the world is familiar with it. In the Sultan's writings, there is something called the language of the gods. When you speak this language, the world obeys your commandments. As Jeff got serious about speaking this language, his whole life changed. He went from a $60,000 a year concrete guy to making hundreds of thousands a month in a new business that dropped into his lap. Over the past 28 years, Jeff has successfully mentored and coached countless others to speak this all-important language that changed everything. When you learn to speak the language of the gods, you can drastically improve your sales, success, fitness, relationship, anything else you desire. It's all contained in Jeff's book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. So please welcome to the show, Jeff Buhner. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time today for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. It's an honor. Great. Well, let's get people familiar with who you are and how you got to where you are, because um, I always like them to know, you know, the guest and who they are. Well, I'm just a normal guy. You know, I grew <laughs> up in a small town, a farming community. So uh, I was raised to work hard and uh, kind of be free labor. So when I was 18, I couldn't wait to get off the farm. And as soon as I was off the farm, seems like I've been spending the rest of my life trying to get back to that, <laughs> that kind of nice farming community. And yeah, you, you don't realize what you don't have until it's gone, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too often we flee the very thing that later we realize, uh-oh, that was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, well, that's something. Well, and tell us about how how did you, I mean, you stepped into this 28 years ago. Tell us the path. I'm interested in this. Yeah, so I came across the writings of Sultan Musa of Mali, the richest guy to ever walk the earth. I mean, to put this in perspective, he was wealthier than Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos combined. Wow. And he lived in the 1300s in West <laughs> Africa. So this guy was loaded. Right. But he didn't start out that way. His is the greatest rags to riches story ever told. And tell us about that story, because I think people are going to be shocked when they realize this story. I think it's interesting. Well, it's terrible that people don't know it. I mean, here's the richest guy ever. He grew up in West Africa. Uh, it's just a fantastic story. And he wrote a fairy tale that everybody is familiar with. Now, think about just that. If I were to write a story or, you know, I wrote my little book or a fairy tale, I couldn't expect that more than maybe a couple thousand people would know about it. But almost everyone on the planet knows this fairy tale. And it's interesting. We'll get into which one here yeah. in a minute, but I had not heard about him 
until I was 33 years old, came across his writings in really a miraculous way, and that changed everything in my life. I won't say instantly. I mean, it did change it instantly, but then it took a little bit of time to come to fruition, but it changed me instantly, and that changed everything over time. And that's a, a good segue. I know people are sitting there. Well, tell me, what's the story? What's the fairy tale? You know, let's let's, yeah, let's so fill them in a little bit. This guy, Sultan Musa of Mali, is the real author of Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. And he wrote this story as a metaphor for his own life. And the reason he had to write the fairy tale and embed the secrets to his success in the fairy tale is to save his own life, to preserve his life. Uh, he, he wanted to teach these principles to others, but the way he learned them was through a near-death experience that he had as a young man. And he met a man made of light and love who really just taught him how the world works, how creation works. But you don't just come out one day and say, Oh, hey, I died, you know, <laughs> and then I came back to life. And by the way, I met God who taught me all this crazy stuff. It was a quick way to get yourself in a lot of trouble. Right. But with the fairy tale, he could begin teaching the principles to others. And if anybody called him out or tried to get him in trouble, he'd just say, hey, relax, man. It's just a story. It's, you know, it's just a fairy tale. But it was the means by which he lifted the entire Mali kingdom out of poverty, not just himself, wow. but the whole kingdom by teaching these principles. And later, when he had enough power, uh, it's said of him that he started construction on a new school every Friday. Wow. And in these schools, he put instructors, taught them the principles, and they taught the principles to others. And the whole Mali kingdom went from being just ravished with poverty and war and infighting to, A, expanding. I mean, it really grew. And everybody was wealthy, happy, loving. And it's in the history books. You know, wow. everybody should have known about this a long time ago. Well, and that's interesting because, one, people, a lot of people don't read history, which is, a, a you know, a shame, but it is what it is. Um, the other thing is, it's interesting, you said he was building a new school every Friday. That's like the first self-improvement school, if you will, being built <laughs> right. in the world. I mean, that's that's really something. So He was the Zig Ziglar of his day times a thousand. You know? There you go. <laughs> that's something. So how help people understand how they can control they can get control of their lives if you will step through a couple of the if you can some of the process because i know it's in the book and i've been listening to the audiobook it's it's very interesting it's very intriguing on how this works so let's try to tell the people a little bit more about this if we could well to tell the story i've got to go back to how i came in contact with these writings so i grew up in a small town uh you know we cared about working hard. That yeah. was just something where, uh, you know, it was embedded in us and we bragged about how many bales of hay we hauled that summer and how hard we were working. And 
you'd think it would work the other way around, but we as small town boys looked down on wealthy people. Believe it or not, you know, we had names for them, nicknames, and they weren't positive. And those were people who didn't know how to work hard. And they, we almost implied that if they had wealth that they didn't work hard for, that somehow they were crooks or they were, they got it uh, underhandedly. Right. But to understand how important that was in terms of a, a deep seated belief in me. Here I am, 33 years old, doing what, you know, subconsciously I felt like was the right thing to do, and that's work hard for your money. I was a concrete contractor, just putting in the hours, grinding it out every day, and feeling good about that, Right. But feeling terrible, really, about how much money I was able to make, uh, you know, the direction I was going financially, I was just going deeper in debt, I wasn't getting anywhere. And uh, I didn't like it. I wanted to change my financial life, but just saw no way to do that. I just could not even conceive of a different way of making money. Mm -hmm. So here I am. I go to work for this uh, couple and they were elegant people. They were older. I thought of them as really old, but they're probably younger than I am now. (laughs) But, you know, gray hair and just very elegant. And uh, they were also really kind and open. They would talk to us and they had everything I wanted. They were we were working on this beautiful home they were renovating in this beautiful neighborhood. And I got talking with the lady and basically said, you have everything I want, but I see no path to getting where you to where you are. Right. And as we talked, you know, it started out positive, but then it devolved into me complaining. Right. And I knew better than to do that, but I, I was complaining and all of the sudden she just turned around and walked away. And I was so embarrassed because I'd blown my opportunity to get to know somebody who was living the life I wanted, but because I had complained and gone negative, it turned her off and she walked away. But a few minutes later, she came back and she put a manuscript in my hands and told me to read it that night, bring it back to her the next day. Now, I wasn't going to read it because I had no time. I knew I'd been up since 5.30. I knew I'd get home at about 7.30, wolf down my dinner, take a shower and fall into bed. Right. But I happened to read one page of that manuscript, and then I stayed up the whole night reading the rest of it and taking notes. And like I say, this this manuscript told the story of Sultan Musa of Mali, but it went into detail about the fairy tale. It was, uh, well, there was, I got to go to this, uh, language of the gods Mm -hmm. so in the manuscript there's the fairy tale and then there's a description of the fairy tale and a complete uh tutorial on what everything means wow and we'll get into that because i know your readers you know the people listening want to hear this they want to know what 
what the fairy tale means but well it's a part disney doesn't tell you <laughs> exactly they give you the fairy tale and then right. they don't tell they you stop the important there. part yeah which by the way this is about absolutely obliterating fear right. in your life and most people live in fear, or you could call it doubt or worry, at least right. concern. <laughs> and the reason they live in fear or worry is because they don't feel in control of their life. It's like right. life is happening to them, and they're just trying to keep up and stay out of trouble. As soon as you learn that you are 100% in control of your life, and you have been, You've put yourself exactly where you are. You you have put yourself with the, the people that are around you uh, in the neighborhood that you believe you're supposed to be in. I mean, all of this stuff, you've done it. Well, the question is, wait a minute, how? Yeah. How did I put myself here? And sometimes, Bob, it's the bad news for people. You know, if they don't, if they're not happy with their life and you tell them, no, you put yourself here 100% and I can show you how they don't like it at first. They're like, wait a minute. No, my dad did this or somebody cheated me in business. I'm here because of them. Well, that may be, but the good news in this is if you put yourself where you are, then you can put yourself where you want to be. Right. And as soon as you learn how to do it, some people get ticked off because it's so simple. And they think, <laughs> how did I not see that a long, long time ago? Right. But don't worry about that because you need a little misery. You need a little, uh, some experience behind you that hasn't been good to set the foundation for understanding this magic of how you take control of your life and obliterate fear. Right. And so all of the frustration that you felt in your life, that turns out to be a really good thing. People don't get this if they haven't had, you know, that foundation. Well, and they don't put negative to a positive outcome. How, how can that work? You know, <laughs> right. You know, school isn't always fun, but we learn and we grow and that's what makes it better. That's what makes our, our life better because we, we've grown from that you know, experience. So um, that's interesting. So how can, what is some of the steps? I find it interesting because listening to it, it talks about the, the idea of your, your spiritual, what is your spiritual magnetizes your physical. Is that right? Yeah. So right? <laughs> we'll jump into that a little bit. Okay. So Musa, uh, he falls in with an older thief who tries to murder him. Yeah. But he, and during this experience, he has a near death experience and he meets this man made of light. And right off the bat, he's shown and taught that he has two bodies. He's got the physical body, which is dead back mm -hmm. there in the cave and his spirit body, which is the real him. That's the body with the life and the power. And he's obviously still very much alive and very much alert and aware. And he's being taught. And he also learns that not only does he have a spirit body, which is the one that animates the physical, runs the physical, 
but he has two minds. He's got this conscious mind that you think of as, you know, who you are. But then you have what Musa called the veiled mind. Now, in our modern world, we're familiar with the concept of a subconscious mind. So almost everyone can get this. It's not too far-fetched to understand this veiled mind. But the veiled mind is the mind that really runs the show. It's the mechanism that controls your life. And it goes, (laughs) that's exactly right. And what's funny is, well, let's go to, let's go to the fairy tale because this is fun. So there are four main elements in the fairy tale, and I'm just going to focus on three of them. But the first element in the fairy tale is Aladdin. Okay. Well, Aladdin represents your conscious mind. Okay. All right. Then there's this genie, the all-powerful genie who can get you anything you want if you know how to talk to it, if you know how to summons it, right? Right. So here comes the magic lamp. The magic lamp is the thing about the story that makes it wonderful. Turns it from just a stupid story into this great story. You kidding me? A magic lamp? Well, here's the absolute fact is that every single one of us has this all-powerful genie inside of us. It's the veiled mind, and it will do whatever we command it to do. But And like I say, you've commanded it. You know, you are commanding it right now, but not the way you think you are. So the magic lamp represents the language of the gods, but it's it's more than that. It's the understanding of how the conscious mind communicates with and in fact commands the veiled mind, which is the mechanism that controls your life. So as soon as you understand the language that the veiled mind speaks, hears, responds to, believes, and is programmed by you can seize control of your life. And it's not the words that come out of your mouth. It's not the thoughts you think. No. Think it be that, but it's not. Your subconscious mind or veiled mind is absolutely aware of all of the words that come out of your mouth and the uh, all of the thoughts you're thinking, but it doesn't listen to any of that in terms of being commanded. Gotcha. So here's what it does listen to. Feelings. Yeah. Feelings is the language of the gods. So you can talk all you want about being, you know, being wealthier or having a better relationship or being more fit and healthy. But none of that is going to change anything until you change the way you feel about being fit and healthy or wealthy. And once you understand this, you know, it's not as easy as saying, hey, there it is, you know, now go change the way you feel about your relationship. Try that, you know, (laughs) you're going to feel exactly how you feel right now. The first time you go in the house and there's your, your beautiful wife who says, hey, you know, you forgot to take the trash out, idiot. (laughs) Now you feel just like you always feel. And you'll respond in a way that'll keep her feeling the way she feels. 
So the trick is to change how you feel because when you do, you change everything. And, and explain when, that a little bit because you got a yeah. great example of that in the book that you talk about. And, you know, I could just picture it while you're talking about it, when you're talking about, you know, the, the hunched shoulders and that, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you're up in, in the energy and the vitality. Well, let me give you a good example of this because it's easy to see in others yeah. in life that how they feel about something changes how they act, what they're looking for what they expect, and then what they get. You know, it's just so clear. But you take like a uh, a Little League football team. You know, the first half, they're out there getting cream. They can't do anything right. The other team is just slaughtering them. And then they go into the locker room, and they come out a new team. Yeah. Well, what happened? It's like, literally, they're not the same kids. They're they're hitting harder. They're running faster. The quarterback's throwing accurately all of a sudden. What happened? Well, the coach gave them the pep talk of their life and simply changed the way they see the game and see right. themselves and how they then feel about themselves and what they can do and their, their opportunity here. And they come out different yeah well you can do the same thing about any aspect of your life if you learn some simple games techniques tricks and hacks because literally you can command your subconscious mind to like you can set waypoints like you do on a gps when you want to go on a, a trip right you can you can literally dictate future events and then sit back and watch them transpire at some future date. You have that power. You can do that. That's and when I learned to do it at first, Bob, I was afraid of this mm -hmm. knowledge. Wow. I like got so excited. I mean, imagine here I am a frustrated guy in debt. Can't see any way to get out of the situation I'm in. And there it is in black and white. It's the formula for success, the ultimate formula for any aspect, not just finances, right? health, all of it. So I'm staring at this and it's simple. It's like, wow, okay, I can do this. But I almost didn't dare do it because I got so pumped up and excited that I thought, man, if I do this and it doesn't work, I'm going to go take my, I'm going to kill myself. I, I mean, this would be too devastating after learning that this is available and then have it not work. Right. But and it did work. I, I played around with it, did some things that didn't matter and realized that coincidences were popping up left and right. And they matched the feelings I was generating playing this game and i called it the game that changes everything mm -hmm. kind of gave it that name later but at some point i realized yeah that happened because of what i'm doing differently so did that so did that and then i dove in and started taking this really seriously and uh started speaking the language of the gods first regarding finances because that was the thing that was making me the the most right. unhappy. Okay. Then I used it for everything, everything I wanted. 
that's something. And I mean, what makes this different than, um, you know, than the, if you will, what is that? The, um, I've got it written down, law of attraction. How is this different? Okay, well, it's not really different except that law of attraction and manifesting uh, have been misrepresented. So okay. there are people, you know, people would read these manifesting books, and then you had a generation of people who are lying on the couch with their yeah. eyes shut as hard yeah. as they can. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. Well, your subconscious mind knows that you're just saying that because you're poor. You're yeah. not fooling your subconscious mind. But there are certain games that it loves to play just not that one. Right. It won't let you kid yourself. But for example, if you ask the right question, how would it feel to be wealthy? And then get specific. How would it feel to have $100,000 cash hidden somewhere in the house? How would that feel? Well, your subconscious mind loves this game and it will feed you immediately the feelings of what it will feel like to have a hundred grand. Well, here's the thing you're dealing with this circle and let me explain it a little bit. So you speak to your subconscious mind in the language of feelings and it speaks back to you in the language of feelings. Right. So if you ask that question, how would it feel? It will feed you the feelings of being wealthy. Now, if you do this a lot so that you're feeling wealthy a lot it believes your feelings it fed them to you but now it believes that these feelings should be integrated into your life now it goes and finds the circumstances and situations and interactions that will bring more of these feelings into your life wow very cool wow once you understand this bob it's like uh it's the ultimate game of, you know, learn how to do something that changes the way you feel just a simple game. Oh, and here's the thing. You have to learn to use your God given superpower of imagination and the ability to pretend. Now think how, that's one I love. You talk about that in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So you're we a born how to pro. do that as adults. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been trained to quit doing it. But as a kid, you were a pro yeah. at pretending. And it's how you learned everything. Imagining, pretending, uh, imitating is all kind of the same stuff. But you'd see somebody doing something you thought was cool. And then, you know, you'd be out back with a cape on pretending to be Superman. But during those moments of play, you were cementing subconscious beliefs. Yeah. All of your subconscious beliefs were set during an event accompanied by strong emotion. Okay. Right. So let's say you're a little kid and you're asked to sing and you get up in front of the crowd and you're off key and you hear someone snicker. Uh, and it turns out to be a bad experience. Right. You feel really bad about that that event. Well, from that point on, you're going to be afraid to get up in front of a crowd. 
Right. If it goes the other way, the crowd goes crazy, clapping and cheering. Everybody pats you on the back. Now you're a, a born performer, yeah. you know. But here's the reality is that nothing has changed in terms of how you set subconscious beliefs. And whatever your subconscious mind believes, that's the way it's going to be. You can take that to the bank. Wow. So you can still, a lot of people say all of your subconscious beliefs were formed by the time you were seven or 13. That's all horse crap. That's wow. not true. You can form a new subconscious belief tonight by using your superpower to create an imaginary experience that makes you feel really good. Now you think, wait a minute, you know that that's just an imaginary experience. It's not real, right? Okay, but what about mine doesn't though? Well, what about the feelings it generates? Right. Those if are you real. imagine, yeah. you know, you ask the question, what would it feel like to have a million dollars free and clear in the bank? Right. Your subconscious mind will feed you that feeling. Well, is the feeling real? Yeah. yeah. You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and your subconscious mind is listening to your feelings. It doesn't care about anything else. It's listening to your feelings and believing them. Right. Wow. And as soon as it believes enough that feeling wealthy is supposed to be part of your life, you cannot stop yourself from becoming wealthy. You're not tough enough to stop it. Once <laughs> you feel what it's like to be wealthy enough. That's a good feeling I'd like. <laughs> so anyway, for the last 28 years, I've been developing and uh, teaching the games and techniques and tricks that allow people to use their superpower to feel the way they want to feel or to create the feelings that match the life they want instead of, you know, the feelings that match the life you don't right. want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And that's a, a good perspective for people that is to realize those feelings can guide you in a, in a positive direction. I, I really appreciate that about the book. It's really interesting with that. Well, it's, it's always good too to, to know that, you know, there's, this is out there that we have the capability to do this. I think that's important for people to realize as well. Um, Jeff, where can people find out more about you, your, you know, your, your information, your website, where can they get a hold of you? Well, I'm trying to uh, get this book in the hands of as many people as possible. We're, we're, I tell people we're almost giving it away. It's really cheap. Yeah. Uh, you can download it today by going to sultans7secrets.com. And that's sultans with an S at the beginning and an S at the end, the number seven, and then secrets, again, an S at the beginning and an S at the end end.com so sultans7secrets.com you can download the book i haven't held anything back you can learn how to speak the language of the gods today you can be speaking it tonight and all day tomorrow and when you speak this language the world obeys your commands it just does you can take that straight to the bank it's the funnest way to live there's no downside to doing this. There's no negative side effect from yeah. being super <laughs> right. positive, yeah. expectant, excited. 
there's only upside. You do better at everything, especially going through challenges yeah. when you're feeling this way. When and you can't look to reality to make you feel the way you want to feel. No, yeah, that's going to keep you feeling <laughs> yeah, the way you do. Gut. Yeah. <laughs> so learn these seven secrets and uh, dispel fear from your life and start having a lot of fun. And that's a, that's a great summary for what this book offers is, is fun, a different angle, a different perspective, a positive perspective of ways to look at things and achieve great things in life. So, Jeff, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Encouragement Engineering podcast today. I really appreciate what you're doing. appreciate the book. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it finished so I can accomplish these things as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. Really appreciate it. Great. Well, you have a great one here. You too. All right. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your encouragement engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, a corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at bobbrumspeaks.com for more information. And please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.